0: Newborn funny app alert. Newborn I was in, funny app alert. I wasn't even alert. ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, and that's how shit that was. <laughs> and this is disappointing because this episode um, is my favorite. Uh, it, it, it really it is. is. It,
0: it's the best episode that we've done so
1: Done. far. Um, and I just really feel like we've phoned this in, the intro. What, this?
0: No, we haven't. It's just started. There's so much time to turn this around. We've started low and built. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day, bro. No,
1: no. How long was Rome built in?
0: Longer than a day.
1: Technically, it's still being built.
0: It is. It, on a, does it ever stop being
1: built? Did good? you see the guy the police are looking for because he wrote his name on the Coliseum? No, <laughs> did he? Yeah, it was like an Aussie guy who was on like a tour and he, he wrote his name and uploaded it to TikTok. And uh, the Italian authorities have like screenshot the TikTok and been like, have you seen this man to oh, look for him?
0: Oh, that's like a national felony. He could go to jail. I yeah. just left the country.
1: Yeah, um, sorry. Mm. I'm just doing news. <laughs> and no, when well, you listen to this, updates. it may
0: not be. Oh, yeah, because because the thing is, this podcast, much like Rome, will never finish being built, uh, and it'll, and it'll just keep going. Mm. So you could listen to this in four years, and that has zero relevance.
1: relevance. Yeah. Um. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, Marnie Donner. Jeez. You said Marnie Donner. <laughs> is that not we're, their we're name? <laughs> Is that they're not their name? Oh, Marnie? Are they not Marnie Donna? No, nah,
0: it's not Marnie Donna. It's Auntie Donna. Oh <laughs> Well, they can stay in
1: here because this is
0: rated explicit.
1: I so... think Audio Bones be- peeps out all the swear words does as he? well. Yeah.
0: Do that. <laughs> not just here, like
1: oh, this has he? a lot of swear words with Auntie uh, Donna. This
0: is this I- okay, in all seriousness, let's start this again. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Welction. From- oh. <laughs>
0: When have we ever said action?
2: I don't We've know. Never said that.
0: i was just trying We're something new up. out. Why? I don't know. Want to spice things <laughs> no,
1: up? Don't. We have maybe too. that's the issue with our podcast, tops. It's become stale. I haven't been hard in years. <laughs> Why don't you look at me, Drury? <laughs> I'll turn the lights
0: off. <laughs> I should sure turn the lights on. You. Maybe we should turn the lights on. I'll start with like a night light. You know what I
1: mean? So you can see me sometimes in the throes of podcast passion. <laughs> podcast um, um, should we just get out of here it's a great podcast no it is Arnie Donna speaks for themselves Yeah, like, we don't force good. them to speak no no <laughs> we do. They do gun to their head <laughs> and we said you will do this bit, podcast the
0: headlock. yeah they're very funny be but, funny <laughs> yeah be funny all of you Broden Mark oh device. what sorry what that? action <laughs> <laughs> ah funny people an odd bunch, really. Not your usual
3: folk. They've been making us knee slap since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real life jesters tick? Perhaps today we should ask this person. Help Auntie me.
2: Donna! The stars of Auntie Donna's coffee cafe on ABC. Tell me, were you born funny? I don't know. I'm undecided. I wanna find out by the end of this the answer, actually. I
4: I potentially think my humour was uh, born through the no, fires of just, tragedy. This is just a moment. This is good stuff, but for later. He said 30 seconds.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> but all three and of I'm you... And I'm counting th- it in sorry, my sorry, head. I want to yes, yes. yes. but interrupt. everyone. Don't not interrupt just Mark. Don't interrupt I mean, him. Sorry. Yes. I thought we were each going to have a 10 <laughs> second goal. <dog. laughs> Right now, please get the round of applause uh, for three human males that became one group in Melbourne around 2011. Uh, the group consists of performers and writers Mark, Broden and Zachary. The group met at the University of Ballarat Arts Academy. They do live shows, they have a YouTube channel, a podcast, a studio album, that Netflix series, um, picture book. always the a room to do a Christmas pud. Um, their first live show, Auntie Donna in Pantsuits, debuted in 2012 at the Melbourne mm. International Comedy Festival. It was nominated for a Golden Gibbo Award. What? Things have gone horribly wrong for them since then, as they've had yeah. to start a coffee cafe, and it's not even a real coffee cafe. It's weekly episodes on ABC Wednesdays mm. at 9pm. Please welcome Auntie Donna. Oh wow! The reception.
4: Listen to that reception. This you hear that live studio audience. We
0: bring people in to clap and then they leave. So that. it's well, budget well, on this my, side. When I said, when I answered the question, "Do
3: you think you're born funny?" That's at the top of the podcast. That'll be at the yeah. top. So people would have already heard that, Zach. Yeah. yeah. I just want to qualify. I think funny people are born with like the ability to be funny. Then they, then it's. Well, like. aren't we? Is, aren't we going to discuss this?
4: Yeah, but I just wanted Lord. to
0: clarify my position. I didn't realise we got to go. But why you do that through know. the court? I feel like you've just done the podcast. Mark, you know? if you could take Zach aside and just explain that.
1: Do you want to just have a if moment? There, yeah, guys the, the guy that, that was
3: just, talking um, about born in the tragedies of life <laughs>
4: that i got to be considered well, <laughs> because be quick. then I've set something up that then I will now uh, explore further. Yeah, yeah. Like any good essay that you do, it's, yeah. you know, hey, Broden, in critical Broden, studies. Broden,
0: how about we just do this with you? Is that okay? Why? What am I? <laughs> you are fiery today, Mark I'm tired I'm
4: full of burger And I'm, I'm ready to talk well, about who, stuff Who got the chilli? So what's the, the spicy so sauce that's sitting there? What's, explain this We went this. to
3: a, uh, we so went to a burger place for lunch called the Pickle and the Patty, Which mm. way I say is a great name for a burger place and then they were like, hey, thanks for coming, uh, and, we, and they, uh, we got a little hot sauce.
2: Was that a, do you, you purchase that, or was it given? No, no we, we don't for pay for free. anything anymore. <laughs> for <free.
0: laughs> when
2: you're uh, the kings of alternative weird comedy that like divides audiences mm. around Australia and the world, mm. you never pay for a goddamn thing. Was that, was that why you came back and did the, the coffee cafe, just because you're like, back home, I get everything for free? Yeah, 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 we were like, we were like, yeah, we
1: we got paid nothing for that. Yeah, we got, we, <laughs> we, we did it for free. On The we ABC, like, you're not getting mm. a lot. Is the no no
0: pickle place hoping that they get like a you know an Archie Donner episode or a plug yeah. or something? Yeah, there, well, or?
3: what I told them, I said, I'm about to do, um, I'm about to do a podcast with a couple of dupes, <laughs> <laughs> and I said I'll make it seem like it came up in the conversation. <laughs> don't you worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug your hot sauce all over
4: that podcast. That, that's
2: something. That's just Sorry to, to to butt in there, but the nucleus of what we do is based entirely on our flavour um like profile and palates. Mm. Yeah, so, of course. I love sweeties.
3: I just want you to know I don't know where Broden's going with this, <laughs> but
4: I'm
3: gonna yes and him.
2: Yeah, I love sweeties.
3: I love
4: spicy food. I love the spicy food. I hey. love dirt and cum. Oh, <laughs> In that order? Together or separately? Yeah. Sorry. Hey baby, hey, the hey, life is all about experimenting. It, it is. Right, <laughs> right.
0: It is. See it where is. It goes. Weird food combos. Well, I mean, well done to you, Zach. Good product placement, having that there, and we've already addressed oh, it. So this old
3: thing
2: box ticked. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. You've already uh, you already talked about. They still <laughs>
3: don't
0: know. I plugged that product on their podcast.
2: They can hear all of this. <laughs> we Whoa. can hear it all.
0: Uh, Broden, let's we'll start. Let it let's start with you, Broden. Uh, how did the three of you meet? What was the What was the first meeting between Mark, Zach, and Broden? And then how did that then become Auntie Donna?
2: Yeah, we we all met at acting school in Ballarat, and genuinely had the goal of being actors. We, I, my personal thing was, I just wanted to do Shakespeare and plays and stunning plays and really find truth on the stage. Zach, you wanted to do some directing and make and make shows I and... to
3: make theatre. Di- I wanted to be a theatre director. I wanted to make. I don't know if you've ever been. I feel like everyone's been dragged along to at least one of the kinds of shows I wanted to make, you know, mm. that one where it goes for really long, it's really dark in the theater, mm. you know, a couple of the people on the stage and that's why you're there. And it's just like, no. really full on,
0: no intervals.
2: You sit through the no whole thing, intervals. Yeah. No or no, worse no. an interval because <laughs> there's nothing worse than being in an interval and going, I have to go back in that room. <laughs> It is the worst. So I'll start with us two, and then I'll fold you into this story. Why? Because you'll see why, and you know why. Come yeah. I in later. <laughs> and, um, I do know
4: why. So we were like,
2: we kind of left our year level in 2010 and went out into the world in 2011, and very quickly found that there wasn't much fervor or hunger for challenging plays. And and we were like, well, people will come and see these plays, and they'll and will and then they'll cast us in. Um, Mad Max. Mm. And uh, which had been made which thirty, is very forty advantageous years at ago. The time yeah. That was really that bit where
3: we never thought we'd see another Mad Max. Yeah. We yeah. didn't see a path forward at that <laughs> point in two thousand one. Yeah, and, like,
2: and if they do make another one, it won't be any good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we uh, we put on a play called The Dumb Waiter by Harold Pinter, which is a very serious play in like a twenty-seater, and I vividly remember like struggling to get my convincing my parents to come because like no one wants to see twenty-year-olds being serious. Mm. Then also, like a, uh, there was a few people who were like, well, we were always playing the funny parts at school, at the uni, yeah. and that went quite well, and people were excited about it, and we liked creating plays and stuff, so we thought, why don't we just get a couple of people... Uh, the, the true, true story is I was sitting at home at my parents' house, and on ABC, or Comedy Channel or something, a documentary came up uh called Monty Python, Almost the Truth, right. which is still one of my favorite doco series. It's literally... Uh, a series about the story of Monty Python made by Terry Jones's son, who is a filmmaker. Hmm. And they just have really thoughtful, in-depth conversations about each of their journeys and how they got there. And I knew Sam and Zach, Sam, who is our head writer and works with us on everything had been talking about making stuff. So I Facebook messaged Zach and I went, Hey, we should start a sketch comedy group or a comedy group. And he went, I agree. I've been talking to Sam about it.
3: Well, I'd been uh, I'd been Jonesing to do. I loved sketch comedy, and uh, you got to understand in 2011, sketch comedy was about as popular as it is now and has ever been. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> so to get into the mindset of wanting, trying, wanting to be a sketch trying. comedian, <laughs> um, I'd been wanting to do. I wanted to do a review when we were at uh, university. Like even though we were doing acting. During the day, like usually reviews are for people that are doing law during the day and then they put on funny little shows in the after- evenings. I wanted to do that when I was at uni. It never kind of happened. So I'd been wanting to do sketch for a very, very long time. And uh, me and Broden were in the same year level. So when he hit me up on FB Messenger, oh. uh, I knew that this was an opportunity that I it meta had now? to take.
2: Meta Messenger or?
3: No, I call it FB. It's short for Facebook.
0: Yeah, just for our sponsors, He's... we'll call it Meta. Uh measure. just for our okay, yeah, yeah, sponsors. Short. And we'll edit that out, obviously. <laughs>
3: and no, then as funny. soon as bro started talking to me, I said, Well, let me loop well, you couldn't loop in, you couldn't do multiple people in a messenger back then. So <laughs> oh, it's I was just like, individual. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no groups. No groups. So I oh. was like, uh well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start a separate chat with Mark as we're having this chat. And I said, Yo Mark. You wanna be in our comedy
2: group? Zach was very cool back then, so I he'd said say things
4: like yo mark and yo Broden."
3: Yeah.
0: You yeah. just you just said yo a and lot. And he'd more. say
4: yogurt. Yeah. yeah. But that's just because that's just when he was hungry
0: for uh, breakfast. I'd say yogurt. <laughs> hey, well, uh, let's act it out. Yo Mark. What?
2: No. No. <laughs> no, no it'd be more like um you'd be you'd have to to make it work perfectly, one of you guys needs to say, maybe Nath, you just say, Zach, do you want something for breakfast? What is it? What kind of thing would you like? Okay. And then he'll say yogurt. Yeah, go Okay, hang on. It. Hey, Zach,
0: do you want something specific for breakfast? If so, what is it? Um, Probably some muesli.
2: No we well, didn't oh, say it all oh, the time. That, no, well, the oh, thing is, we didn't with, always with.
0: feel like it. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, you can yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, turn your phone on silent, man. This is frustrating. And we weren't
3: on phones back then. You go, We were on laptops. Yeah. We're on laptops, <laughs> on Facebook
2: Messenger, on laptops. So, let's jump back in. So you messaged Michael, yo, Holmes. I thought, up, was, G. I
3: thought it was Broden that messaged you. Nah, no, I messaged you. I remember this. I messaged you. I hit you up. You can check the Facebook. <laughs> this
4: <that, there's laughs> records, <laughs> man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can go <laughs> to your Facebook Messenger. You'll you'll see. I, I, I hit you care. up. I said, <laughs> yo my, yo, bro, I'm going to hit up. Mark, so I hit you up mm. because we had done a play together. All three of us had done a play together about a meteorite that was coming to Earth. Zach directed it. I directed it. Yeah, Mark, Mark and Broden. Were Adam in McKay it.
2: stole that idea. Oh. Yeah, it, yeah, oh, yeah. We did.
3: We did the Adam McKay thing like years before Adam McKay. The don't look um, up one. That, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was about a meteorite coming and what it did. All, but it was funny and Ariana Grande was
0: in it. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I mean, Mark, let me ask you. Did, did, why? <laughs> well, I just feel like you've been silent. Yeah, I've So had I, just a lot to, to say. I just want to bring you in. <laughs> yeah. It's just common courtesy. I <laughs> will throw you a bone. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> Sorry, I'm you, being very naughty. What, you can do whatever you want, mate. It's your Aches show. What's well, our show? But it's not. Um, yeah. So, Mark, when so when Zach allegedly reached out to you, you'll we'll have to go through the I'm, archives. I'm
3: going through the messenger record yeah. now. I'll have an answer by the end of this. Did you
0: did you find did you find Zach and Broden funny? Like when they're suggesting a sketch group, were, were they two people that you're like, oh yeah, these guys make me laugh. I'd love to do something like that with them. Well,
4: it was it was a little. It was actually
0: to be very earnest. Which I'm not often. It was
4: uh, it was more than that. I genuinely saw them as phenomenal (laughs) talents. Like I quite I mean that from the bottom of my heart, because they were in the year above me, Uh, and and I I saw all of their their plays. They were both in a production of uh, Nicholas Nickleby, um, and Dickens uh,
2: Dickens a Dickens a Dickens Dickens novel adapted
4: into a play. They also did a uh, an incredible adaptation of uh, Much Ado About Nothing set in space. Oh. Where it ended with Broden having a threesome,
2: um, <laughs> <just> <laughs> most nights do. <laughs> <laughs> right, and stop with your posturing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, I genuinely, just looked up to them as like two guys who were just like I. F- Love watching these dudes on stage. Like, and can I just, just say,
3: also literally, because
4: we're about a foot taller than are much you. taller than me. <laughs> I'm two foot five.
0: And he, and, yeah, people think we're tall, but we're three foot <laughs> five. <Yeah.
3: laughs> <And> he's <laughs> two foot five.
0: We've um, had to get a separate nanny cam on Mark yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're
0: tiny as well, though. As yeah, we're well <laughs> very small.
4: Auntie Donna, tiny. That's why bigger. we refuse to be photographed next to rocks <laughs> because people will
2: actually yeah. see. Yeah, totally. You'll never see us next to a two dollar coin. Absolutely not. That, that's, Absolutely it's not. a reference people understand. Yeah.
0: Um every photo says not to scale. Yeah, yeah. To
2: yeah.
4: So uh so when I got when I got this message, I was just like, Holy shit, the uh, well they weren't older than me, but they seemed older because they had more knowledge than me. Because I went into uni, I had like three years, I call them my piece of shit years <laughs> after high school before I started acting school these boys went straight from high school into it. Um, but they had this gravitas to me of just like the older, more knowledgeable, more talented guys who I really respected. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yes, anything. Anything. Whatever you want to do, the fact that you want me to be a part of it, yeah, I'm down. You know, so, so Broden did you
1: know that Zach had reached out to Mark? Or yeah, like, we,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of did like a people on the wall drafting kind of situation because, um, yep. he went, he's, I remember you were like, we'll see, actually, and you're met. you met, you're fine, yeah, we'll
3: see. But I went to Mark and you went to, and I said,
2: he said, well, I want to get this guy, Mark, in because he's great. Uh, yeah. And then I said, "Well, I've got my best mate Adrian, who yeah, is the funniest who, man. Who in won the world. out of
4: that? <laughs> you won. <laughs> so do, so oh, Adrian's, <laughs> Adrian's no longer involved. Yeah, So Adrian. That's <laughs> the top recruiter. i
0: oh, the number one recruiter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's what's yeah. Adrian doing now? Adrian is a lawyer, actually, hmm. uh, a very successful lawyer. Very
3: successful defence attorney. Adrian went back in time and became. Carl Barron, <laughs> yeah. So, he's so actually... Mark
0: was Broden was no. Anyway, he's a lawyer. <laughs> so I mean, so Broden. So when you said you're literally like like doing like pictures on the wall kind of thing, like kind of like a Moneyball situation where you're like trying to figure out who's gonna who's gonna work best. Were there other people that kind of yeah. didn't make
2: the cut? We genuinely. This I hope this doesn't sound cynical, but we'd come from a like we'd been kind of drilled at acting school to f- make a career in any way you possibly can. Work your ass off. Whatever you do, treat it like you're. Going to be a CEO of a company, like you're working every day, like huge work ethic stuff. Yeah, yeah. and so the mentality for us, uh, looking back on it now, was kind of like we were all friendly with each other. I didn't know Mark Crazy well. Zach and I hung out together a bit. We're in the same year level, but like we weren't the closest. Like no, no, we weren't we the were, closest we friends. We, we literally just walked around different. and said, "If we get together, we can make something really special." That it was. was- it was, I think the thing, oh, just
3: jumping onto what Broden said, a lot of comedy groups come together because they're friends that share comedy tastes. We were all friendly, but we came together because we respected each other as performers and we liked what each other did. And it meant that when we came together, the, the we had different references, we had different ideas, we... Even though we were just copying what we grew up watching, we were all copying different people so it came together in a way that seemed original to people in the audience. I I,
4: I say this uh, often, but it's the thing that I firmly believe brought us all together was that there were very few people, uh, when you go through acting school, when you go through something as stupid as acting school, you're either like, this is the greatest thing in the world and I'm learning so much and you take it really, really seriously, or you're like, I hate this and this is stupid and you just fluff your way through it. But it's very rare that people can do both. It's very rare that people yeah. can go through that experience and be like, this is awesome. But at the same time, rolling around on the floor and finding your breath for three hours is the dumbest
2: <laughs> thing. It costs <laughs> 15 grand.
4: and Yeah, it costs 15 grand. And it, yeah, it, grand. <laughs> and it was just, I, had, I genuinely had no one in my year level who saw drama school the same way. I did. I, it was these guys who I found They were like, they get it. They get that this is really good and really cool and really awesome. But also when you look at it from a third person perspective, what the f- Doing? It, Why? It's an interesting, Why are we
0: doing this? <laughs> it's a it's an interesting point as well. I mean, for for all three of you, the people around you who either weren't in acting school, didn't understand comedy. When the three of you decide to come together and, and to do this, even hmm. parents, family, all that kind of stuff, were they supportive? Were they trying to push you towards a different career, like yeah. being a a lawyer? Like what's his name, Adrian, or whatever his yeah. name is? Like what were I, I, those people
2: like? I've said this a few times. I can personally, for me, like, I, I think for all of us, I, I think our parents are all very. Well, i will talk for my, my, my parents are very, um, they did what they thought would make money in their early twenties and locked into that and are frustrated that they didn't get to do the things they want to do. So my parents are very, I think all of us, our parents have all been very supportive. of, of so
3: My parents are very supportive for a different reason though. My parents were supportive because I'm the youngest of four <laughs> and, uh, my sister now very, very chill, but she, she was like a, she was like the wild child and she broke them down So by the time they got to me, I was like, "I want to be an actor," and they were like, "Whatever, man." It got to (laughs) that point. They're like, "Okay." They were worried, but But my
4: my parents are immigrants, so they grew up in very, very strict old school Sicilian households. Yeah, literally, they were always just like, "So long as you're happy, mate." They, they, and I can't believe that. I'm very surprised that uh, because I feel like you know I can really go either way. You can either come from that household and you're like, "Well." kids, they're going to have the same that I had, or they just let go. And I'm, I'm surprised that they were just so cool with, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just me going off and doing, they just did not care. If they, I can not, add... Yeah. Not that they didn't care. <laughs> they were just like happy for me to like go out and yeah. find it. And
2: yeah. Mm. If I can add one thing, uh, I, have said to a few younger people is, uh, mm. the, a few years into doing this, it was really clear to us the potential it had of where it could go mm. But when you are pursuing something and you have a, a, for lack of a better word, a dream of something, you see it much clearer if you're in it, like the people making it than um, other people see it. So there was about three years where I was making no money on Centrelink at points, making like, and you know, making under 20 grand a year in part-time jobs and stuff. And remember feeling like I look like such a piece of shit to my parents and yeah, to my yeah. friends and everything. And you might have parallel friends who are, they've finished their uni course and they're off making entry level money in a, in a job. And you go, I've, I may have really bad here, but yeah. I see really clearly. The main thing I said, to a lot of people is just be prepared to look like a piece of shit to the people who love <laughs> you for a little while. Yeah. Um. So that was like, even though my parents were supportive, there was definitely points where we were like, Hey, when are you moving out? <laughs> like, and yeah. we are like, I, there was parts where we had fan bases who would come to our shows and we'd be selling out comedy festival and stuff. And, Personally, I was still living at home or in the process of moving out.
3: There's a lot of people. I remember when I was at drama school, I was like, I don't need to be famous. I just want to make a living doing what I love. (laughs) And I'm not joking. The notoriety, like something like fame came well before enough money to make a living. Like, it's like... The way it's got, it can be kind week. of topsy turvy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, early last week, we made enough money to b- get Move above out minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Broden still lives with his mum and dad. <laughs> they um, dropped him here, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, really But cute. I
3: I remember I was working at a cinema and I had, uh, I had a manager that was younger than me come up and just be like, Where's your name badge? Because <laughs> I'd forgotten to wear a name sure. badge. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, Go down, get a name badge. It won't be your name, but, you know, that'll be your punishment. You've got to wear a name badge. And I was like, okay. And then immediately afterwards, an entire family recognized me from YouTube <laughs> and asked for a photo. And I was like, yeah, just so long as my, like, little uh, gold class apron isn't in shot. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, I am so happy to do either of these things. I don't mind being told by a 20-year-old <laughs> to get a name badge. I don't mind being recognized. I can't do both within 30 seconds. <laughs> 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 the whiplash of that emotional experience is too too much. What, 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 what about
1: going like like further back? So like as you individuals, were you funny growing up? Do you consider yourself like funny kids?
4: Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, no, my, like how young? I did Do you remember your like, first
1: joke? Like, do you remember the first time you entertained someone or you got a laugh? Do you remember that moment?
4: I, I remember there's, well, I mean, I don't really remember it, but my mom tells me this story about when we were doing photos in like kindergarten yeah. and my cousin was very shy and was like, ah, oh, you know, like that the photographer was trying to get her to do it. And then apparently I just like run in front of the camera and go, Ashley, you do it like this. <laughs> 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 and start like striking poses. Shit. Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah. just I like, like took over and, yeah. uh. I don't I like I don't know where that came from. I don't know yeah. where that came from.
0: <laughs> but that it's performative, that inherent. performative element was there is what you're I
4: saying. guess I just the confidence to perform. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. just that that oh it's okay to be like silly. I didn't know I don't think I, I had yeah. that awareness at the time to know that that was a funny thing to do. Yeah. Mm. Um I was like,
3: I was confident and I was big and I was loud and I was silly. I, w- I wasn't necessarily funny. I think uh, that's worth, that for me at least, I wasn't the class clown. I was chatty. I was always getting in trouble for talking too much. But it wasn't because I was the class clown. Class clowns are usually naughty. Mm. You know, I was, uh, but I will say I was always, whenever I was on stage, I used to do like little amateur theater things and everything. I would always make the parts funny. I always had that Mm. inherent ability. As soon as I had an audience and I had something to say, I would find the funny in that not necessarily in conversation. I've never been that funny of a guy in conversation, but on stage, I think I always had something that I was always, even when it was serious, I was moving towards the funny.
2: I I was going to say that, um, I was, yeah, I was never the funniest guy. I was the friend of the funniest guy. Yeah. Um, Okay. Infatuated with all things, comedy, my whole, anytime I wasn't at school or wasn't needed, I was watching comedy and just obsessed and loved every element and funny people. I gravitated to, um, and like you were saying, I was confident and, and, and even to this day, I'm still not the funniest person, but there's like, it's kind of that thing of, um, I'm able to be funny in situations where other people can't be. So I'm, I'm funnier on stage than I am in person is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You ever um,
3: been to a, um, a, uh, like an open mic comedy night and the funny guy does a bit of stand-up have yeah. you ever seen the and funny I've seen guy just, I just but, I've seen it and I've seen it fail yeah, just bombs oh, it's, it's always
0: horrible yeah.
3: just, just like painful because it's it's clearly this person that's the funny guy in their group of friends mm. so they've never had to think about it they've never
0: like <laughs> craft a joke
3: <laughs> or, like you that. know they're yeah. just like funny it's like uh, yeah so I think, I think usually most people that are funny I think that you see on television or on stage that are funny they they were actually the nerds that were talking about comedy in yeah. high school. They were the guys that were nerdily trading CDs, DVDs. I, I don't know USBs. I don't know what they do now. Computers, <laughs> files <kicking> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of funny stuff. You know?
0: Do you think? Do you think Zach? I mean, on that, do you think you have to be? You have to be smart to be funny. To be successfully funny, do you think you need to be smart and look at comedy at a deeper level than? Whoa, hey, hey. Do
3: you know, I, I, that's a, I, I don't necessarily have an answer to that question, but one thing I've noticed is that most people, the, the stupider the comedy, usually the smarter the person. Yeah. So yeah. If, if, if comedy is really, really, really stupid, once you talk to them, you'll find they're actually a lot more thoughtful and, and smarter than people that are maybe doing smart comedy on stage. Yeah. Because yeah. the smarter you are, the more you realize that stupidity is funny. I don't know. It's really funny. Like very early on in our careers, we would get a lot of people criticising us, saying that our comedy was really stupid and not smart. And it's like, uh, you know, I'm not a bitter person, but f- <laughs> 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 name names.
0: <laughs> Who, Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> Kill
3: them. But I just often thought it was interesting that you would sometimes see people. There are there are really smart comedians that talk about smart things. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But you would often see people on stage making jokes that were not particularly cleverly crafted, but they were tackling big ideas. And there was this idea that that's smart comedy, whereas like actually it's harder to make yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's not harder. There's skills
2: to everything. Yeah, it's yeah. the same as well. Comedians whose brand is to be assholes are the nicest ones. Yeah, yeah the nicer okay. they.
3: And I mean, Ellen proved it, didn't she? The nicer they are on stage, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: I'm not sure yeah. you because it's yeah. like if yeah. you're a nice person, you kind of a we, bit more we, okay. The, the is
2: Ronnie Chang, when you see him on stage, his whole thing is everyone's an asshole, and yeah. you, you know, and you're all assholes, and. The nicest, he's man. the
4: sweetest boy, <laughs> the most supportive, nicest. Because yeah, because I like I I, I I like, and I'm. This is not a a genuine like. I'm not a very smart person when it comes to like academics or like remembering things. I'm I'm f- dumb, um, <laughs> and like I genuinely am. But for me, where it comes from, I think it's like intelligence is one thing, but for me, it's self awareness. I think the more self awareness you have. Sometimes the, the yeah. better your ability to be funny because yeah. when you can see things from just a complete outside, and I have hyper self-awareness, at least that's what I've been diagnosed with <laughs> by my therapist, <laughs> one of the many things that I have. Sure. And so that's, that's where I think it comes from for me is like the ability to, because uh, I think the funny guy in the pub says something funny, everybody laughs, but they don't kind of understand why and they yeah. just go, "Oh, okay, I'm funny. But the self-aware one goes. I understand exactly what it was I said, how I said it, when I said it, and that's what equated to the laughter. Do
1: you do you think that you guys? Um, I mean, you talk about it like you know, when, you, when you were very young, Mark, and you, you know you're pulling those faces at kindergarten. But do you think this is something that you had, but then you just got really good at it because you were just putting in all these. F- hours and you're working you're putting on all these live shows like i saw as well broden you put up that tiktok that time talking about your sort of careers like i don't think enough people know how many
2: things you guys did to it, get where you are now my addition to that last question about is the is, smart people do comedy is it answers this one as well is across the board like it, there's so many like we're we're mates with lots of comedians and there's people from all walks of life and all backgrounds and everything the one metric that i think directly correlates with how successful someone is is the only thing is hard work yeah the, the person people who are genuinely work the hardest tend to be the ones that go the furthest and an element of that is self-reflexiveness and going i need to improve this way it's the intelligence to go uh it's nice to be nice to people in this room and to engage with people and meet people and know people the people who are in the rooms working the people who are going out and like no, have the intelligence to go that the more I do this, the better I will get. I said to a bunch of kids the other day who were asking about comedy, I was like, if I could guarantee you that you would be, you could in 10 years time, you could be in the same discussion as Sam Campbell or Will Anderson or Hannah Gadsby. If I could guarantee you that, or at least be in that world. And all you had to do was spend every day for the right re- like, until then, just doing everything you can to get there. Would you do it? That's the only way that I can almost guarantee that you'll get to somewhere special. Yep. Or even like, I think
3: it's more, you won't get there if you don't yeah. do that. Yeah. There are, there, there are the brilliant
2: thing. people who sort of just will their way or are either good looking enough or like just have it, just have it like the one in a billion. Yeah. But like even the crazy, the crazy ones, like I'll reference Sam Campbell. Cause I saw him last night doing like the, the guy is, um, working on another level, but is also crazy hard worker and like that's the one metric you can say it's always that
3: the Mm. thing i think i remember someone said it to us once a while ago i thought this was a really interesting way to put it is they said it's all luck it's all luck and i would add to that also just raw talent you know if you don't there is something that you either have it or you don't i really do think that Mm -hmm. um you've got to have i don't know there's like a rhythm to comedy you've got to be able to tap into that It's raw talent and it's luck. But the only people with the luck thing, the only people that get lucky are the ones that are at the precipice grabbing at every opportunity. And then they grab the one that is lucky.
2: If I Mm. can I jump off that. Yeah. Is this the, we, we, we missed out on TV shows three or four times in Australia. Um, for some for luck, some for whatever. Um, but the week we walked into Netflix in 2018 was the one week they were looking for new sketch shows. Yeah, wow. There you <laughs> um, go. So that's luck, but that's also trying something five times after yeah. you've been told you were no good four times. On top of um, six yeah.
4: years back yeah. and forth Everything LA, before that. Developing yeah. a show. like it was, it was wild that it took us six years back and forth in producers with Ed Helms' production company, coming up with a show, going to meetings every single time we're in LA, LA going. And then at the exact time where we came to an idea for a show that we liked and wrote the pitch, walked into it. Because every other network, some didn't even want to meet with us because they were just like, sketch. no one's doing sketch. Right? Yeah. The ones that did meet with us said no a week later. Yeah. We just happened to walk into Netflix's <laughs> store at the exact time <laughs> that they had gone and we have no idea that they were doing this, that they went, we're going to make four sketch
0: shows. Wow. Like, Unbelievable.
4: That's just, it's like so luck it's, is hard work and timing and that is the ultimate Story that I think, um, but uh, then you both would you agree? But
1: would you agree as well, though? Like, all that, like, even if you did walk into that moment, but you hadn't put that hard work in to know yeah. to be successful, like, it's that combination of both.
3: You're not going to be in that room if you haven't worked hard, yeah. and you're not going to have a good pitch if you haven't worked hard.
2: That was, yeah, we were, we were doing a world, a US tour at the same time they saw that show and that show was really good because we'd spent a lot of time making that show. Yeah. It was, I was like, and we could, and we, I remember we're saying in the rooms, like we make music, we made an album in Australia that got nominated for an ARIA and we could sit, just throw all these things that were years and months of work and to, to, to do something. And we could just say, throw them away and say, we, we are this. Yeah. Um, and I
3: and, think that's the thing that's crazy, right? Is it's like, that's the, the thing that's so important with the framing of it is like you said, it's like, You have to work really, really hard, but you also just have to be aware of luck and privilege. I think like the, you know, the privilege to be able to work that hard and not Mm. make money for five, six, seven years, the privilege of being able to work that hard. There's so many privileges that you have to have to be able
4: to work that hard. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then there are a lot of people that work as hard as us and aren't lucky. (laughs) Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you no, you not your time. I've like, I've known people that have worked and worked and worked, but missed that wave. You know, they went into Netflix the next week or the week before. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think it's just so important, uh, like. To work your ass off, but also be kind to yourself as well. You know, if it
0: doesn't work, it doesn't work. Was well. there was there a moment in that five, six, seven years where you weren't really making any money? Poor old Broden still living at home, the poor bugger. Uh, where? Well, he still lives at home. Yeah, still lives at, at home. Of course. Thick. Yeah. Mum and Dad had yeah.
2: Foxtel, but they yeah. <laughs> live
0: with him now. Was
4: it? Yeah. Was there That's a, the Was yeah.
0: there a moment that the three of you, or one of you, or two of the three, were like? I don't think we can do it. Was it? Was, was there ever well, that moment? Was there, there? ever was a moment where one
3: of
2: the four of us said, yeah. "I definitely
3: can't do this. I'm going to go become a lawyer." That's that's a
2: turning point. I talk about is. Yeah. It was. We made a show. The first show we made uh, went really well. And was show, like, yeah. yeah, first live show we made went really well. Holy hell! There's them's there gold in them hills, yeah. <laughs> and uh, quote a prospector. And then um, the second show we did didn't have the same like feedback from. Melbourne Comedy Festival and stuff, yeah. it was it just went fine. Yeah. And then so the the momentum wasn't there. And then for the fourth member for Adrian, it was like there was a bit of um, what's the word, diversifying your your assets or diversifying, you know. So he was at uni at the same time we were dedicating time to this. So we yeah. could only rehearse like three, six hours a week. So like maybe Tuesdays after work and Thursdays after work, we'll spend a few times writing sketches. And that's the time that we can as a group dedicate to it. And then when Adrian quite fairly committed to doing a different career that he now finds immense enjoyment in and is very good at. Yeah. We all sort of turned to each other and said, well, if we're going to keep doing this, then we're going to treat it like a job. And it's going to be four days a week, you know, full time. And those other three days aren't holidays. You're going to your crappy call center or your, you know, yeah. your cinema or your, and that's what this, is. if we're doing it, if we're going to go this risky path, then the world or the universe is going to have to literally lock the you're on us because yeah. otherwise it because it's happening otherwise.
0: Was that a hard conversation to have with each other? Or straight away was everybody in on it going, Yeah, we're going balls it, day it this was, is it. it really was a thing
4: where at that point,
0: Adrian was the
4: only one that wasn't as committed, I would say is fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so as soon as he left, there was a bit of umming and ahhing about does this still work? Because we had this perfect balance. Do you want to talk about your your square. box? Yeah, I mean, I just was like,
0: you know, we didn't talk do it. Talk about your box. Yeah. Talk about
4: my box. <laughs> I was trying I'm so hard I mean to talk about I not it. I, yeah. didn't I mean just it. heard
0: them sniggling. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I was like, we're having this beautiful serious conversation. <laughs> Mark goes, talk about your box. A I'm vagina. like, don't do it. Well, because
4: I was going to say, talk about the line, but then I realized the line was me and you always talked about it as a square. But then in that moment, I went, I'm going to say line. No, this is a different shape. Oh, that's right. It's a box. box box came out and then i didn't realize that um uh, box also means pussy. <laughs> Zach, talk about your box, would you? Uh, i can't remember the exact thing but there was basically
3: it was kind of like the political compass. This is the... <laughs> I remember it. No, I know, I know, but it's just funny. I'm just the, all talking about smart but silly. It's like so we very seriously broke down our silly little group. You totally did like all the, the time. political compass. Uh, but i remember i had this box where I, where i would say um you know the the balance is You've got two of us are really, really serious on one sort of like the y axis of this square, you've got seriousness to silliness. And then on the x-axis, do you remember
4: what it was? It was like, well, again, I remember it more as a line where it's
0: (laughs) on one end of the line, I'll do the line. I remember the box. (laughs) I
4: remember it as a line and I thought the box was just the, the, I thought the line was just the box kind of stretched
2: out. But what was your line? The line the was, line. on
4: one end of the line, you've got the <laughs> ultimate straight man. The the, the oh, person yeah. that can be funny, but is the, sh- is the straight guy. And on the other end of the line, you've got the ultimate f- goofball, who's the most f- <laughs> and the most f- is Zach. And the most serious straight man is Adrian. And then one step towards the middle of the straight man yeah, side, yeah, yeah. you've got Broden. And one step towards the middle with the f- side, you've got me. And that was sort of the balance of the group. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you
3: know what I think it was. What? So the square was on the y-axis was like serious to silly, and on the x-axis was um, like loud to chilled out, like mm. loud to chill. Yeah. So Broden and Adrian were very like nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember what it was? Was that Broden and Adrian?
0: Broden <laughs>
2: doesn't matter. Adrian, oh yeah, no. Adrian
3: was really, really silly, but really, really like <laughs> serious. serious presenting. Broden was really, really serious and serious. Like he was just a straight up, straight guy. Mark was very angry. Like he was on the, on the Broden side of like the angry and intense, but was loud and silly. And then I was on the other
0: corner, which was like silly and silly. <laughs> the I, was, I just want you to know, I've been trying to draw... What you've been saying, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. The
4: issue is that the line, I don't the line works. <laughs> <laughs> Love the line. It's
2: Love like the a line. pH chart. Yours the is a pH good, chart,
3: but yeah. you could put Broden and Adrian together, and Broden would be serious to Adrian silly, but they would do it in a very like like uh, high high stakes kind of way. And then you'd put me and Mark together, and Mark would be screaming and shouting. I'd be, but then when that went away, we were like, oh, we've got two like off the rails people in Mark and. Zach and only one serious guy, like, how does that work? And what's the Mark and Zach dynamic? Like, yeah. Cause usually you've got duos, which is like one serious guy, one silly guy, but it was a bit of a moment. Like what, it, what's, I really remember being like, how, what's the difference between me and Mark and having to sort of establish that and find that. And I think I went a little sillier and a little softer. You went a little harder. Yeah. We yeah. Kind
4: of found the balance there. Yeah. It was, was that, uh, you
1: did that cause you had a conversation or you naturally found that?
4: No, we had a conversation. We had yeah. a conversation about this specifically. Well, like, what is the balance now? Does this still work? Um, we, and we very luckily had a, uh, we'd been invited to do San Francisco Sketch Festival. and We had no money to do it, but we did an, a commercial for MOOCs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> MOOCs? What's Have that? Have heard
4: of MOOCs? No. What's that? Sold exclusively in Target. Now or used to anyway. S- Mooks was a skate brand. I remember there used to be a shop in High Point. Uh, I don't know if you boys know High Point, mm. known as Knife Point in the West. <laughs> right. It's a bit stabby. Yeah. It's like it was a shopping mall. It's a bit stabby. There's a pancake parlor there, mm. um, and a Hoyt Cinema. And uh, what was I talking about?
2: We're talking about <laughs> well, what I remember is like we're like I we're, exactly we're oh, product like placement. That's <laughs>
3: that's
4: and separate. here's Sorry. a secret. <laughs> I got lost. I got lost. San Francisco <laughs> sketch Fest. We had uh, we we did an ad for Mooks. Got the money to go. To San Francisco. <laughs> And that was the first time we ever performed as a trio. And the great thing about it was we said to ourselves, we'll go there, we'll perform in front of people, nobody will know who we are. This was sort of pre- yeah, We thought any, we had a
2: fan
1: base.
4: Yeah, there was like <laughs> not really too much success on on YouTube and stuff. No one knew who we were, so we're like, if we fail and it doesn't work, at least we won't be doing it in front of our friends and
2: family at yeah. a show in
4: Australia.
2: And we just found that it just yeah.
4: worked really, really, really well.
2: In retrospect, we built it up a bit. We are like, people are going to be mad. Yeah. How dare we be Three, we have videos online with ten thousand views. How they're not going <laughs> to yeah. take this well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the truth was that um, no one gave. A <laughs> there was yeah. one
4: show. There was we did one show. Our first show as a trio was called Auntie Donna's World's Greatest Showback at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, two thousand uh, and fourteen. Uh, and there was at one point some assholes came and b- in between every sketch just started yelling out, "Where's Adrian? <laughs> Where's <laughs> yeah?" And then and then yeah. during we had a sketch where. Uh, we had a video projector. Was it Adrian? Come down and hold the, <laughs> it may have been his friends or his lackeys yeah. down at the court. And, uh, I just remember turning to them during a sketch and I just said to them, I said, "He died of cancer. Please leave us alone. <laughs> and then they true. shut up.
1: It's not it's true. So- it's
4: <laughs> it didn't die of cancer. I just didn't know what to say to we make didn't know him how shut to handle up. Hecklers I had no point. idea how to handle a heckler, so I very seriously went. He passed away from cancer. Do you know what? Please leave us alone. And also, just tap into this story. The one did that work? Did they
3: stop? <laughs> <laughs> did it work? Yeah.
4: Well, they stopped laughing and heckling. So I guess it was so just like a way. normal show for
2: us. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I
3: also remember. I think this is also worth noting. Like, bro, you just touched on it very quickly, but it's the the fact that we thought anyone would care is so mm, funny. Yeah. We were three years in, uh, I think we'd maybe had a couple of thousand people see us live, which was huge and is huge, you know? Um, and we'd had a few people see us online, you know, to the order of maybe 10, 10, 20, 30,000. And we were just like, this is, this is the end and people are going to be so outraged. And I remember doing gigs where we would rock up and the people that were running the room or the gig, we would go up to them and be like, Hey, just so you know, we're only three people now. Uh-huh. And they'll be like, okay.
0: <laughs> 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 like, you, you exist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh,
3: <laughs> you'll be in the first act, whatever. Yeah, we'll yeah. take and
0: one Mountain Franklin out of the green room. Yeah, sure. And it's yeah.
3: just an amazing thing, and I think that's something that is so, – I don't know if anyone's listening that wants to do this or has a goal of doing this, but it's just like there's always more people and it's like it doesn't it, – it's for a very, very, very long time in your career you worry about losing fans or you worry about um, – You know, oh, what are they going to think? They expect something. And I see it with people doing their second comedy festival show. And it's like, hopefully, you know, hopefully more people are going to see this show than last year. And if that's the case, there's going to be a lot of people in the audience that have never seen you before. So don't stress too much. No one cares what you did
0: last (laughs) week. You know, it was a good lesson for us. I think of just chilling out and going with the flow a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys remember the first time going back to when the three of you kind of came together after all the Facebook messaging and all individual Facebook messaging, do you remember the first time that each other made you laugh? Do you remember one of the the big laughs that each of you were given from the other person? Do you guys yep. remember any of those remember the first time uh, Mark made me or
3: like Mark really impressed me with his comedy is the 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 um the play we were t- I was talking about before the uh, meteorite play yeah yeah um, I remember I really wanted something very over the top in the performance style. I wanted people to go really, really, really big. And I kept asking people to go to hundred percent, right? I yeah. kept going, can you just take it to hundred percent in terms of how big and over the top and theatrical you are in your performance? And no one was getting to hundred percent. And Mark had auditioned in like the <laughs> student lounge for yeah. this play, Mark had auditioned And done a pretty good job, but there were no parts that were right for him. You know, there was only like, uh, there wasn't a part that was right for what he kind of was doing, but he was good. He was really good. And then I needed someone to read opposite some other people after he had already auditioned. This was a few days later. And I I said to him, I like pulled him aside and I was like, Hey, can you go more than a hundred (laughs) percent? Can you just like (laughs) do more than is like, you know, just go silly, like go too far Cause I just want you to try and draw it out of them as they're auditioning. Can you just like push it way, way too far so that they come and meet you? Yeah. And I remember he did, he read opposite uh, a friend of ours called Illy. <laughs> and what wh- when he did the more than a hundred percent, the first thing I realized was one, that's exactly what I'd been wanting all along. <laughs> Turned out I needed to say more than a hundred percent, which
0: I thought what didn't exist, but it <laughs> yeah. turns out it does.
3: Um, and, and he was so good and he was so funny and he was so strong that I was like, uh, you know, I'm just going to change the character. I'm going to go to the guy that wrote the play and I'm going to say, can we rewrite this part? Because better to go with this guy than try to get someone that's better for the part. Yeah. And yeah, did uh, you just go? Yeah,
4: I think, did you just go, can we make him a wog? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I used those words, I said perhaps his character oh, yeah, yeah, has some way. Sicilian
4: heritage.
3: <laughs> perhaps instead of a roast lamb <laughs> he could eat an buco. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to avoid the race stuff. <laughs> like
1: he meant immigrant. <laughs> so, right,
3: but the character was very bogan. He was very like, oh, a couple of tinnies. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. but no, it was very, it was, it was very good. And I think it was like the beginning of what we do as well. Like how over the top we Absolutely. go and everything. You know, I remember that being the moment of like, oh, that's what I want.
2: I remember with Zach, I did, we did, a, I did a play with him before, uh, uni started, but right before this show group started during uni. Uh, called the worm, and he played. He played a. Um, he played a Romanian guy. It was like in a big twenty-five person ensemble show, so everyone had like a moment. That, and he, like I didn't know him that well, but he like he he had to walk in. He was like a bodyguard in, in in Romania, and he walked into this room, and he was supposed to just walk into the center of the room and look around. And it took him like nine minutes. <laughs> Like he was, look- he ra- he looked around and then looked under a couch and then got stuck and couldn't get out and then ran around in circles like a dog with like zoomies and like just <laughs> kept going. I was like, that's how the what he got. So-. It was just so far from how I thought anyone could create. Like yeah. he just, it just was clowning before I'd seen clowning. He just yeah. got up and just started building and building and building. It was like that came
3: out of nowhere. <laughs> and to this day, Broden still loves it when I do nine minute takes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it doesn't get old i i've got i've got one i remember zach's I remember the first time zach made me laugh i already i've told this story somewhere else broden sorry you'll have to excuse me for repeating myself but um <laughs> i was during uni and like uh well, yeah during uni in particular i was like at the height of my absolute obsession with pixar i i loved pixar films and and if i were to do like mastermind my Topic would be Pixar <laughs> <Yeah>. films, 1995 <laughs> to 2010, right? Yeah. I just know that era of Pixar film really, really, really well. And um, I believe the year was uh, 2008 and Up uh, was coming out. Great. <laughs> the, the film Up was coming out. I was very, very excited for it.
2: Do you know what he's going to say?
4: No. You don't know what you're going <laughs> to say? No. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and so what I had done was I'd started, um, I was like, oh, do you know it would be sick? I'm here at uni. I'm having a great time. I've met all these new wonderful people. Uh, everyone loves Pixar films as much as I do, um, and every student has the money to spend forty dollars on a gold class ticket. And I was like, "What if we hired out a whole gold class cinema <laughs> and went and watched Up on the on the premiere day?" So I started a Facebook group, right, and was like, "Hey, gauging interest for people who want to come." <laughs> And see Up we will book out the whole Gold Class Cinema. It'll be sick because people love Pixar films, right? Yeah. No one responded. No one No one replied. No one wanted to do it. And then one day, a couple of days later, after it was very clear that no one was going to do it, I was sitting in the student lounge at, at a big table having my lunch on my own. Like no one else had come and I was sitting there. And then Zach comes up from behind me and goes oh, is this the meeting for everyone going to, to art <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's the funniest. <laughs> like, that hurts so much. That's the funniest f- thing anyone has ever had at me.
0: Comedy born from tragedy. It really. was so
3: good. I <laughs> I'm, I'm
4: so... a bully. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, no, because I mean, it was just one of those things where exactly. you knew. Take it, you know,
0: yeah, it yeah. was just a joke. It's I knew it was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in, loser. Yeah. No one saw your movie. It's, it's <laughs> punched you in the back of the head. Uh, you it, he then glassed me and said, ah. Yeah, Typical Ballarat behaviour.
3: You know
0: the funny thing about
3: Broden is Broden was very, very serious at acting school. He was a very serious boy. So I was like going through my head. And I, I I didn't want to say um, the show the, the the Meteorite coming show hmm. again. But Broden was in that show as well. And I, <laughs> I remember he was playing what what was your character again? He was a I don't know, like salesperson. He was a salesperson. Travis
2: insurance. He was an insurance
3: person and he, he, he did, a, he, he made yeah. the character. No, there was no indication in the text at all, but he decided one day that the character would be John Michael Housen. Which, uh, <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah. 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 It was, uh, you had another character as well. You were doing someone else, but John Michael Housen was the moment where I was He's like, that old
2: guy used to be on Burt Newton or what? So yeah. he
3: was, and he was in um, uh, Beauty and the Beast.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah.
3: And he would, he was like, he would do these reviews of, my, he would be like, I just thought it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm <laughs> yes. John Michael Housen. <laughs> and the point of this is, like, everyone else was like, just like gung ho actors. Everyone was like doing this, like, I'm going to do it s- silly and I'm going to do it like this. And and I can give you more than 100%, Zach. Dang and then right. Broden rocked up one day and was just like, I'm gonna do it like John Michael Housen.
2: <laughs> Huge success.
3: <laughs> just, just like, th- there's a special moment where someone's like, it doesn't matter if no one in the audience knows who John Michael Housen is.
2: This was, is gonna be funny. I'll quickly do Mark. I, 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 my first Auntie Donna memory of Mark, right, is we were rehearsing and or like we were doing trying to make our first show and we had no ideas. Then Mark, like we were in the middle of something and he leaned on a he leaned on a, a table. <laughs> And went, oh, oh, and it sort of slipped and fell. Like, oh, 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 oh. And oh. just did that for a while, and I made it made me laugh so much that I made him put it in the show.
1: Like
2: it just it started, it just it was just, yeah. um, it was just natural one of, one of
4: my first memories with you, Broden was that we'd like basically the show was written. This first show was written. It was done. We were rehearsing it. Oh, yeah. The script was all locked in. And then one day at my house that I was living in. We're doing a rehearsal in the lounge room. bronan just comes in and he's just like what about men but they fight like kangaroos and he starts doing this yeah. and then and then I just started doing it and we started doing it together and then it was in the show and then it became a sketch that we did all that like became a very, very success and it was just, I was just like how the f- does this cunt because I get to a point where I'm like I'm done with ideas. Now I've just got to lock into this. Yeah. And he just walks in, just throws this f- thing at everyone. And it just ended up being one of the best, one of the highlights of the <laughs> show. And then a sketch we went on to do for years later. We did yeah. it
2: last year. How sad is that? Oh, was wild. <laughs>
4: <was, what, laughs>
2: we did it at the Brisbane Festival. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Zero yeah. memory. Zach, of that. Zach hates it. <laughs> Zach
3: <laughs> Zach hates no, I just <laughs> have zero memory of doing men who fight like kangaroos <laughs> at the Brisbane Festival. <laughs> I don't think really I remember much of that. Was though. it a gala? No,
2: that we did, like, at a rock festival.
4: Oh, yeah! <laughs> we did it during
3: that, that show. Outliners at a comedy rock festival.
2: <laughs> was, who was the band? Hockey Dad. It was us
1: and Hockey, Hockey Dad. Dad. Us
0: and Hockey Dad. Hockey
1: Dad. Dad. <laughs> you know, um, you boys, like, one of the things that I love about you is so much admiration for each other, and I love you sharing those stories about yeah. each other, and, you know, Mark saying earlier how much he, you know, admired both of you, and he'd, he'd do anything that you asked anything but uh, I feel that the, <laughs> and I did anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing I felt like I've learned chatting to you, um, is that there's this, this common thread of hard work. Like you, you're so incredibly hardworking, the three of you. Was that something that you identified earlier? It just coincidence that you were all uh,
2: hardworking as each other. That was the main thing that I took out of the uni we went to is like, you know, acting is I think instinctual and you know, you can learn little skills that help you be better. But the main thing, any creative, like the main thing I walked out of is like, Treat this like yeah. you're a doctor or a lawyer. You, you you show up and you work hard and you get mm. better by working. Out. And and like say what you will about our crappy rural school, but like the teachers, that's what they imbued, which yeah. was just like. And we all walked out pretty clearly with that same sort of like cult training of work your f-ing ass off. Just, yeah, you
3: just. I think it's so important as well to be like. There's different ways to work hard. There's different kinds of hard work. I think that's so important to put out there to anyone listening. You know, like I oh, You know, we're all very different people and we all work hard in very different ways. You Mm. know, there's a point where, for me, where uh, it stops being funny. If I overwork a a written piece of material, it's harder for me to make funny in the performance. So sometimes like the hard work is, I guess, the planning to make sure that it's at the right level, come filming it you know, but there's lots of different ways you can do hard work and there's lots of different ways that you can, um, uh, execute quality stuff. Uh, it, it, it's about knowing yourself, knowing what you're good at, being honest about what you're bad at, finding people that, uh, fill in your gaps. You know, that's what I would say. These guys do really well for me. You know, um, they fill in my gaps. They, they're good in areas where I'm bad and vice versa. And working really hard, I think to make sure the best part of you is the most prominent part of you when you perform, you know, I think that's just such an important part of it, you know, cause I think there's certain people that work hard in the, in, in the wrong way, but really there's a lot
0: of people that just, just don't work hard yeah. enough. Well, do, <laughs> do you think you can teach hard work or do you have to have it?
4: Yeah. yeah. I uh, learned <laughs> Like, I mean, I,
0: in terms of my,
4: when, when I talk about my, my piece of shit years, those three years I had outside of high school, in high school, I was like majorly undedicated. I'd never bought a book home in year 11, year 12. I didn't bring a big book home for my maths exam. I, instead of studying, I got a friend's cheat sheet, copied it then got into the exam and realized I didn't understand the cheat sheet because (laughs) I hadn't done the work to put the, there's like shorthand on there and stuff. Mm. I just did not care. (laughs) I was not dedicated. I had no drive. And then I found, and then I went to, I I ended up stumbling into drama school and at uni, I was like the hard worker. Everyone knew me as the guy that just like, I I would not go to a party if I had a monologue I had to do two days later, I would rather and enjoyed staying home and working hard on it. I, I think it is something that you can find. You can sort of teach it. But for me, it's like, I think everyone has it in them. They just got to find the, they just got to find that thing. And some people don't, you know, which kind of sucks. Um, it takes some people a lot longer. Uh, but I think it, I think it is in everyone. It's just, you've got to find that thing that gets you up in the morning. Yeah. And
3: I I think as well, it's about finding, I love what you said. It's like, it, it, It's finding the kind of hard work that you're going to do. You know, there's, there's ways of like going, all right, if I put myself in this situation every single day, then I'll, I'll, I'll do it good. If I don't, you know, it's, um, just knowing what, what you're going to be good at and and really leaning into that. There's another thing I was going to say about, um, about the hard work. Oh, this is just the other thing I wanted to say is like, this is not the same as hustle culture. I think there's like a whole (laughs) thing of like. Yeah. hustle, work hard, yeah. break your balls, stay late. Um, all of those things apply because we wanted to do something different to, the, to, to a normal job and a normal career. We wanted to do something that beyond just work. It wasn't about money for us. It was about, you know, doing something that fulfilled us. So all of what we're talking about, or at least what I'm talking about, is about if you want to do something a little bit different, if you want to forge your own path, if you want to do what, what you love, then you've got to work your ass off. I'm not saying do this for your boss, who's an asshole.
0: (laughs) I'm saying do it for you.
3: Yeah. yeah. Work your ass off for what you want to do, if that's what you want to do. But if you just want to have a nice job and leave at five o'clock and have a hobby, like that's so, so... Yes. Out what you're <laughs> shit about. Well, I mean,
0: boys, we've had we we've talked about the comedy career. We talked about the live shows. I mean, there was YouTube. You branched out to music. There was a the Netflix. Let's talk now. The Auntie uh, Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe, right? So that's mm. this is present day. Now you can go and check it out, guys. Uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. How did this come about? How did you know that this was the next step? Was it a fluke? Was it something that you were working towards? How did that come about? Oh, we were just. F- and we
2: weren't doing much, and uh, no, ABC yeah. gave
3: us a call. And we're yeah, like, yeah, we'll, we'll give
0: it a whatever.
2: crack. Yeah, whatever. Spent a few mornings writing it. Yeah, and, yeah. chucked it,
3: chucked I, together a script. I knew it. I
2: knew it.
1: it. I knew it. I knew it. We just
4: performed the first draft.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a. I didn't give
4: a
1: f- <laughs> um, is that? Can you do it as that guy with the the really long legs? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: no, it's my podcast character. I don't even know what I did for him.
4: Oh, hello, got long legs. <laughs>
3: it's it's most that. of my characters. Yeah.
4: No, it was sick. It was like. Like we we'd done the Netflix show, uh, and then the second season didn't work out, which was, you know, hurt, but it was fine. Um, and then it was just one of those things where like a new head of comedy came into the ABC and we'd been struggling to get shows up in ABC or, or, you know, talking to them or we just, it wasn't the right vibe. And then, um, Todd Abbott walked into that role. He was a fan. He was like, if you were to do a show here, what would it be? And we pitched him something and he was like, can it be more narrative? He was like, can you do, can you do something that's a bit more narrative? Because still sketch and even us are a risk to yeah. the people right up the top, or yeah. at least may have been considered then. Uh, originally the idea was let's just do big old house of fun in a cafe. Just yeah. set it differently. Right? Yeah. And then as we worked on turning it into more of a, of a sitcom, we were all like, that's actually like. Something we haven't done before, and that got us really f- excited about just trying a different form, trying yeah. something else, trying to take what we do. Can we, you know, and like, can we make it work in a bit more of a sitcom format? And uh, and then when it all got approved, it was just like the most f- exciting thing because we got to
0: really challenge ourselves. Before before this new guy came into the ABC and he suggested something more narrative, had you guys given that much thought before? Like a narrative-style Auntie Donna show? Yeah, we made a pilot. Well, there was a pilot out there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd played with it. Um, this is interesting
3: because it's like he also was like, don't go too narrative, you know, still do what you do. And then I think <laughs> um, we were like, no, no, we want to do it. Like it, it became very much a creative thing. I remember at one point he was like, you guys, like, just a little bit narrative, like, you know,
0: <laughs> and then we
3: went, we just went ham. It was very much a creative choice. It's very driven by that. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. You, one of the things I love about you boys is like everyone loves you. Like I've, I've always been sent from many different people's. That. No, but, like, whether it's, you know, my parents, my friends, my family, people I went to uni with. I grew up in a small town in Gundawindi, whether now we're in Sydney, whoever it is, send stuff. And I love your stuff. I'm a huge fan. Nathan, I both are. But then how come, what do you guys feel like it isn't, like, these major networks that, you know, give you guys that platform?
3: Uh, we're weird. I, like, you've, you've just surrounded yourself. With weirdos. Oh, you're it in is, a bubble, yeah. man. <laughs> You should check out Twitter. Look at a couple of those egg accounts. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a couple of not real
0: Mark Latham types. Uh, <laughs> mad that taxpayer money's been spent on our weird shit. D- don't you worry. Ah, uh, f- <laughs> <laughs> there was actually when we when we um like oh probably like what maybe four years ago we were doing some some silly videos on oh on it was just we were in lockdown we couldn't do radio yeah, COVID yeah. so we like we filmed film shit at home we're just doing dumb stupid stupid videos and a few of them started getting a bit of traction there was a few million views on a few of them and then what we realised is people started getting really feisty in the comments with people going these guys think they're f***ing
1: <laughs> You're not Auntie Donna.
0: You're not Auntie Donna. But we had Die. We didn't die. But we didn't, died, <laughs> but we didn't know Donna. who you guys were. This is probably what? Maybe like four years ago, yeah, maybe four right. years yeah. ago. We didn't know who you guys were. And we're like, who's and one of our mates, i not even kidding, one of our mates who we were doing the videos with, he had an auntie Donna. He had one auntie yeah. and it happened to be Auntie Donna. And he's like, Is my auntie trolling us on Instagram? Yeah. Like, what the f- <laughs> Is this uh, and it wasn't until we we're like, What is Auntie Donna? So we started Googling and finding who you guys were, and that is how we became a fan because of the people ripping into us online. That's yeah. how we discovered you guys. So well, thank you, trolls. We appreciate no, Thank
3: you. That's uh, the same thing happened to us
0: when our second
3: show. Uh, we had a guy come up to us and be like, You guys are just doing Stella, like it's fun, but yeah. you're just doing Stella, which is a comedy group from America. And, and all of us were like, Oh, we've not. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you talking about, and then we all went home, looked up Stella, and we're like, "Holy shit! These guys were doing exactly what we were doing <laughs> ten years ago." It was literally
3: they were weirder. I feel like they're we they were weirder than Tim and Eric, right? Yeah. Mark, and then so Tim and Eric were inspired by Stella. Mark yeah. was inspired by Tim and Eric. Then me and Broden softened Mark's Tim and Eric uh, inspiration enough to end up back at Stella. That was <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh well boys look we cannot thank you enough uh for being uh part of the born funny family, part of the born funny podcast but before it does finish Jim, there's one thing that we do finish with although I think at the I start think Broden said this he yeah, goes I want to find out if I'm born funny. Yeah, this is I, how we finish. And I think Zach yeah. tried to answer it pretty much in the first 2 minutes. So, but <laughs> No, <laughs> we've, we've had the I disc- thought you said
2: porn funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, that's... <laughs> is porn funny? No, it's sexy. So,
2: yeah, yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes they is. do like satirical porn. You know, yeah, no, like yeah. That's, and I was like, yeah, in some circumstances, yeah, it is. But yeah, then, yeah. Loving and then it, you is. started talking about our, how we started and stuff and... <laughs> and then I realised it was born funny. And yeah. I, and it's I low res cameras. You can't see that. It's a B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I was right. reading porn
1: yeah. funny. Yeah, porn yeah, no,
0: horny. Blame <laughs> <fun. laughs> the team at Listener. No. We got a low budget for cameras.
2: Yeah. Can we
3: get a high res uh, image. Listener
2: is a mum and pop organisation. <laughs> so
3: you got to give Listener some slack. <laughs> yeah, you know, they just they're
2: just a little. They're just... Outside our studio, there's 922 year olds <laughs> pressing buttons. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> what well, do you know? These weeks, giving well, us thumbs up, <laughs> fellas. Before we finish, we do we we need to settle on an
0: answer. What do we think, Jim? Uh, Auntie Donna, born funny. All three of them were. Well, I mean, boys, what do you reckon? I mean, you've now gone through your own career, talking about it with each other, remembering how you met each other when you started. Do you think let's let's go individually as opposed to Auntie Donna as a collective? Mm. Mark, do you think you were born funny? Yes or no? Uh, I,
4: I think I was. I think I was born. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Mark. Yeah, good. So I've actually a... got that written down. Got that written down. Zach? Zach? Zach,
3: born funny? I think I was born with the potential to be funny. And, and figured, then, uh, and then out. I had a nice little life that wasn't too stressful, so I was able to be funny.
0: Broden, <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon?
2: Uh, no. Nice no, and <laughs> easy. Yeah, that's actually what
0: I had written here as well, which is really- <laughs> <laughs> Boys, we love your work. Thank you so much. Go and check out Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe, uh, ABC TV, Wednesdays from 9 p.m. We appreciate it, lads. Thank you very much. Thanks, you. Thank you. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, you must have liked this then. I may as well give you a sneak peek for next week. It's, it's another funny, funny person. Hi, Speaker Shaddai! Stuff like this. Why don't you do radio?
1: Have you thought about radio? Yeah. You know, you, you talk a lot, you're, you're funny, you can do things. That filled th- with notoriously know. ugly people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here exactly.
0: we are, guys. Here we, <laughs> we are. Look at us. More from them next week. See you then.
2: Listener.